0: Hello welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, a podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My co-host today is Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and thanks for having me back. Today's topic, Popeye. Robert Altman's live-action take with Robin Williams in the title role. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. What a film to review. Uh, this is the first time we've covered Popeye on the, on the podcast, and I've got to be honest, I got the idea after we reviewed Hook before Christmas last year. Of course, another Robin Williams movie. right. But here we are, Popeye. This is a character that I think we all know. Like I watched mm. Popeye growing up. In particular, my favorite Popeye cartoon was Popeye and Son. And there's been many, yeah. many, many oh, cool. over the years. I mean, if you're unfamiliar, I'd be very surprised if you are. It is based on E.C. Seeger's Popeye Comics character. The film stars Robin Williams as Popeye, the Sailor Man, and Shelley Duvall as Olive Oil. Its story follows Popeye's adventures as he arrives in the town of Sweethaven. I forgot this was a musical. Absolutely. As I'm watching Same, yeah. it, and the movie opens with a song, and the movie is full of songs.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I I forgot it was a musical, too, watching it, and then I uh, rewatching
0: it, I was like, oh man, that's it's right, it's a musical. There's songs going on here. And it's an interesting one as well because, you know, the opening of the movie, this is a Disney film, but it was a co production between Paramount Pictures and Disney. And this is the film. I think it's one of the few Disney films that isn't actually available on Disney Plus. In fact, this mm. film isn't available to stream, purchase digitally here in Australia. It is in the US, but not here in Australia. So it's a, it's a tricky one to get a hold of. But fortunately, we both did for for this review. The film grossed 6.3 million in its opening weekend and 49.8 million worldwide against a budget of 20 million. It did so receive was it success. It did receive negative reviews from critics when it was first released, but has received improved reviews over time. So it's one of those films where it ends up becoming a bit of a cult classic. Like people are coming mm. back to it or discovering it for. For the first time i mean this was robin williams first starring role in a film and of course he mm. went on to have a massive career but oh yeah in film it started with popeye
1: yeah and it's full circle for me because that was my first exposure to robin williams as i said in the hook in the hook podcast um which is probably why we're doing this and um yeah i i you know i, I remember seeing him as popeye um, the very first time. And that was my first exposure to Robin Williams. And I mean, I also vaguely remember having the comics. I do recall reading some Popeye comics when I was um, quite young, but certainly my first exposure to Popeye was in fact, the the movie with Robin Williams.
0: Ah, right. I reckon I'd have done the cartoons first and then then I'd seen, I'd seen the movie, whether it was airing on TV over the years Mm. when I was younger, uh, but to actually sit down, start to finish And the fact that I was surprised it was a musical, I think this is my first viewing. I've seen the whole movie. Now, looking at the director and his back catalogue, Robert Altman, I'm sure you you recognise his name. His most famous directorial achievements include MASH, not the TV series, the film that came out in 1970, McCabe mm-hmm. and Mrs. Miller in 71, The Long Goodbye in 73, Nashville in 75, Three Women in 76, The Player in 92, Shortcuts in 93, Gosford Park in 2001. They all sound very different to Popeye. <laughs> this is a very different yeah. kind of film for him. It's quite a body of work. It is, yeah, a very impressive body of work, but he obviously mm. wanted to try. Something different with this, and we got Robin Williams in the lead role wearing prosthetic forearms. <laughs> like, there, mm. you know, we, we know Robin Williams was a hairy guy, but the forearms yeah. that you're seeing were actually prosthetics earlier on yeah. in the film. When he's wearing a long shirt, it's because he isn't wearing the prosthetics. Whether that was yeah. um, cost saving, I don't know, but the kind the thing would have if he if his arms have, are covered, been, you don't need them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it would have been hard to to fit those prosthetics in a long
0: sleeve shirt. That's probably another reason why they didn't do it. You know, interestingly, you know, talking about the Popeye cartoon, Jack mm. Mercer, Popeye's most well known and prolific voice actor, provides mm. the voice of Popeye in the animated introduction, and it ended up being his final voice role before his death in '84. Oh wow! So he got to play Popeye one more time, one time. and it was introducing Robin Williams on Popeye, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. That's a nice little bridge, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I like that continuity because they could have just had Robin Williams do it. It's nice that they've gone with one of the more prolific the original voice. voice actors. We
1: must, I must say though, that Williams um, characterization of Popeye was great. He had the, the voice down and the scrunched face and the mannerisms and the fluctuations or modulations in his voice. So he was perfect for the role. You can see why he was cast.
0: Absolutely, but most of his lines were discovered to be inaudible once filming wrapped. So Williams mm. had to redub much of the dialogue. But that's oh, wow. the whole thing with Popeye. He does have a speech impediment. You know, and he's got a particular way of talking, and his uh, his very iconic laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) There we go. It's kind of similar to what happened all those years later with the Dark Knight Rises, where Tom Hardy had to go back and oh,
1: that's right, and he had to redouble his lines. Yeah, he had to redouble much of his
0: dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So Mm. Williams... Williams. Did it for all
1: nuances. I mean, he did. Like there are times where you know, like Popeye's voice is kind of like this, very quiet and very dark and very squeal,
0: very that You can't hear it,
1: and then other times it's a little more corky and a little more like this and a little more like that.
0: (laughs) You know, he does a really good job. And and you know what? Credit where credit's due, Nathan. That was pretty impressive too. (laughs) You do a very, (laughs) a very good Popeye, a very good Robin Williams as Popeye
1: grew up with it go. so it's kind of ingrained in my memory yeah. yeah yeah there's a line from the from the from the cartoons i've never forgotten it's where it's the one where like um there's these goldfish swimming around in a little bowl in a little aquarium and they're about to fall off the um uh one of these kids or one of his sons or someone is about to knock the the goldfish bowl off the shelf off the cabinet and he's like oh my gosh the goldfish and he goes and grabs them yeah oh my gosh the goldfish <laughs> yeah yeah it just makes me laugh I've never forgotten that line I would say it yeah.
0: randomly uh, I mean that's very specific if if you would have asked me if you just did the, the line and asked me what that's from I'd have had no idea mm. so it, it's like what the hell it's important to you now that's uh, that's cool. it's just a stupid
1: thing I say when I'm walking
0: around the house sometimes my takeaway from Popeye and I think most people he loves his spinach it's where he gets yeah. his, his strength from so I was very surprised as in movie, I'm watching he in this it. film hates it He hates I mean, it Yeah, you
1: see. But it's his grandpappy that makes him have it.
0: That's it, yeah. He's his papi's like, just try it, just try it, and then it gets strong just like his like his papy. Yeah. So originally Popeye boosted his strength. This is, you know, whether it was a comics or the animated series, maybe the Mm. comics, by rubbing the hairs on the head of a Benice, a magical whiffle hen. Okay, yeah, your expression nah. says it all. That that was new to me. Um, eating spinach a... to gain strength was introduced in the early nineteen thirties and didn't become a staple until the nineteen thirties Paramount Studios and Fleischer Studios animated shorts. So to be fair, it's been around for a long time, but before yeah, I was gonna say nineteen thirty more credible, and it's, it was... <laughs> it's a little more credible.
1: I mean, the whole thing beforehand was a bit more of a euphemism, but um you know, oh, the like whiffle at...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's yeah, a positive yeah, you know, but... message as well, though. You've got this cartoon character that is saying, Hey, kids, eat your vegetables, eat your spinach, and you can be and big all... and strong like me. Yeah. Just ignore yeah. the fact that I'm constantly smoking a pipe in a kids' yeah. cartoon, but just focus yeah. on the his healthy greens,
1: spinach. yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh... I mean, look, if it gets. It's it's a health. It's a message, I suppose, that we're trying to push at the time, and served well. It served to motivate the character. So, you know, but yeah, he does smoke, smoke pretty heavily,
0: and that's pretty prevalent prevalent in the film too. He's always got his pipe. That's true. That's true. You know, the year nineteen eighty. So the, the year this film came out, Shelley Duvall starred in two films. One mm-hmm. being Popeye, the other the other The Shining. Hmm. Can you imagine being
1: in her shoes and filming this lighthearted fun musical and then having to go and film the absolute tormenting hell that was The Shining that caused her to have a mental breakdown?
0: Well, well, that's it. She did The Shining first and then this. Both were released in the same year. Duvall said that making this movie was a pure joy after the intense stress Stanley Kubrick caused her while mm. she was making The Shining, so they go. Yeah, it's I very, heard fa- that. it's very, yeah, it's very unfortunate what happened behind the scenes and what Kubrick was said to have been <laughs> doing to get the the performance that we see on screen. But yeah, she was not just so looking, not looking at all of that, but just as a film. I mean, The Shining is incredible, and the recent um, sequel film. Doctor Sleep is um, pretty, I need to watch that. I'm pretty good DVD. as well. It's, it's pretty now. good, man. It's pretty it's pretty good. It's more of a sequel to King's book than Kubrick's film, but definitely, definitely worth worth checking out. But yes, Cheryl so Duvall, great in The Shining and really good mm. as Olive Oil. And do you know what? Yeah. She looks just like Olive Oil. Oh, if, yeah, yeah. Great before time. she would have been cast, like just looking at the comic strip or the cartoons, they're she probably totally thinking- the how are we going to find somebody that resembles olive oil? And they nailed it. And it's, not just, it's not, just yes. yeah. not just the look. Yes. Not just the
1: look. It's the voice. Yeah. It's all of it. It's all of it. She's got it. Yeah. Again, like much like Williams was able to channel Popeye with his voice and his inflections. Just show it. does the same thing with olive oil. She you know, pitches her voice high up and has that kind of ratcheted, kind of uh, escalated feeling of anxiety coming through her voice the whole time. And you, Toward the end of the film, like she just, she's so anxious. You can just hear it, like she, the way she's yelping all the time and stuff like that. So, but she really uh, sells that with her character.
0: So, you know, full credit to, to her. Yeah. So the two leads are are really really nailing it here, and the mm. town of Sweethaven, which was a town that they built, so they built it at Anchor Bay on the Mediterranean island of Malta. And after mm. filming, it became a bit of a tourist attraction. So there you yeah. go. So they built it and left the it The story goes, the set's behind, still there to this day. Which is very cool. But it just adds to it, doesn't it? Because you've got the town, which is a character in itself. Popeye mm. arrives looking for his papi. Everything happens in Sweet Haven. I mean, it's yeah. impressive that they, they built the set the way they did. And I guess they had to because that's the whole movie. The whole movie... Takes place there. I mean, you do have the moment in in the final scene in the water, the octopus. Oh, I mean, when you get to the octopus, you're like, "What is, what is happening?" On, yeah. I mean, when I looked into it, right, you're probably not going to be surprised to hear this. Mm. Most of the film's budget went towards the Sweet Haven set. I mean, again, yeah. how prominent it is in the film, and it's it's not a short film. It's almost two hours that is a lot of time spent on one set in, so it in, looks yeah, in, fantastic the it
1: was, it's not surprising at all that they didn't throw a lot of money into that big octopus fight at the end well it will yeah it, it does definitely Sorry. explain yeah, the actors, are, the actors <laughs> are basically just tussling around with a big with a big rubber octopus in the, in the, in the well, water and making it look dramatic it's
0: hardly seen and it's kind of like mm. in the water, and it's, I mean, yeah, it would have been a tough job for whoever is manoeuvring the self. octopus and the actors, like, to make it That's as self. convincing as, as they can, because let's be fair, mm. it's, it's less than convincing. Like, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty silly, but because it's, it's well, a musical, because it, as it feels like a live-action cartoon, I feel like if it was a different film, that would have been a shocking way to end a film. But it, oh, it's yeah. just... It's silly, and the film wraps. It so is silly. That's a perfect word well. for
1: it. That's yeah, perfect word for it. As, as as a kid, you buy that whole that whole end finale scene because you're a kid. You don't know any bit of it as an adult. You're like, "What is this tacky crap?" Like, it just it's just silly, and um, you know it's cringeworthy. But that's only because you're looking at out of the lens as an adult. But as a kid, that you know you, you you roll with it.
0: But even now, as, as an adult, trip. it has it has a charm to it. I mean, again, it's a film that came out in 1980. And we've mm. not really had much Popeye since. Like, definitely, like, in recent no. years. At one it's point... has been largely absent from Popeye. It has been. But I remember, like, somebody uploaded online, like, um, like, CGI animation from a Popeye production that was at one time in development, and it just got scrapped. Mm. But do mm. kids know Popeye? I don't think they do. And maybe if Disney Plus sorted it out with Paramount and were able to put it on the streaming service... New audiences could find the character. Find I mean, it. maybe this film's just too dated for kids. I'd I, say, yeah, yeah, that's true. And... Robin Williams, though, that, that could be a draw for them because, again, it's his first film, but he looks mm. just like Robin Williams. Yeah, he's got the oh, eye yeah. and the pipe and the forearms, but he looks and sounds well, not sounds because he's doing the Popeye voice. He bleached but... his
1: hair for the role. He even cut his hair short and bleached his hair for the role. There you
0: go. Bleach, uh, bleach. Mm.
1: He, I look at he would, um. Return to for the for this for the creepy um, thriller movie one hour photo. Many many years later into his
0: career. Well done. Have you been, did you do prep for this? It sounds like you did some prep for this, or do you just remember? <laughs> I remember to the top of my head. Oh, it sounds like you done your homework. I like it. The music. I mean, we've said it's a musical. Harry Nilsson. He took a break in the middle of production of his album Flash Harry to create the music for this film. He wrote all the original songs and co-produced the music with producer Bruce Robb at uh, Cherokee Studios. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man was composed by Sammy Lerner for the original Max Fleischer cartoon Popeye the Sailor Man. And I guess you get a bit of it in here, which is pretty cool. But that opening, the the Sweet Haven opening is pretty infectious. Like how you've been introduced to sweet haven we also being introduced to all the characters and mm. it's a very sleepy town and everybody's moving in a particular motion it's mm. Mm. Mm.
1: everyone knows everyone as well it's very communal and, and that you get that comes across there's a lot of community spirit about it and like you said, the songs are infectious. They they stay they stay in you. They stay in you in your head. Um, that line that uh, Wimpy, the guy who loves all the hamburgers, says. You know, he would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I love that. <laughs> yeah, That's, no, that is like, cool. my mum. My mum used to say that when I was a kid, and I used to love it. So I used to walk around the house or whenever we were going to McDonald's, I'd sing that just stupidly as a kid. and I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, this movie it has got it's got so much charm, hasn't it? And and you know what, does, violence, Charm's it, the right it's, word. it's comedy violence. But it and comic violence, I should say. But there mm. is quite a bit of violence in it. Surprisingly, here in Australia, G rating. That's crazy go. because I not mean, even a PG. The is
1: so, so slapstick and campy, that's probably why it got a G rating. I mean, whenever Bluto hits Popeye and he sends him sailing or careening, <laughs> sailing, see what I did there, pun. Um, but when he <laughs> sends him careening, when he's in the careening down the boardwalk, Popeye spinning around and, around and around and around and around and around, reeling off that punch. You know, people that doesn't help the people when they get punched in the real world. So it's 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 very cartoony violence. Um, that's probably why it's not going to be uh, a problem for younger audiences.
0: So this G-rated movie has comic violence and smoking. Mm. <laughs> General audiences Crazy, are right? welcome. Everybody. It was like
1: overlooked. The smoking
0: was overlooked. Wow, it was the 80s. <laughs> it was the 80s. We've mentioned, uh, or you've mentioned Bluto a couple of times, Paul yep. L. Smith. I don't know what else he's done, but he is Bluto for me. And he oh, yeah. does such a good job that, you know, when he's yeah. just sort of sat there and he's getting angry and he's like, yeah. he's roaring he really like an like animal.
1: A... <laughs> I was going to say, he really looks like a charging bull ready to just go, doesn't he? Like, just to challenge, just to, just to gallop. He really looks that fired up.
0: Oh, yeah, he's um, he's doing a really good job here. And, and he has to be a menacing presence because, one, he is in the comic strip and the cartoon. But even though Popeye is stating over and over how he doesn't like spinach, you know he's mm-hmm. going to have his spinach and he's going to be stronger than he was before. So you need to have him go up against an adversary that defeated him before, and then he can stand up to a, him and beat prison. the bully. yeah.
1: yeah. He's a worthy adversary, you know. He's physically imposing and intimidating. Um, he, he's, he's a bully. Popeye is definitely nowhere near his stature. Um, and, you know, it's the spinach that gives him the ability to to, to square up to, to Pluto and win the day, you know.
0: Absolutely. And I suppose it's a
1: good lesson for kids too, you know. Not go and beat the crap out of someone, but just it's more stand up to the bully, you know. Don't take the bully's crap and, you know, stand up to him. I think that's kind of the message that's subliminal there about the relationship or the dynamic between Bluto and Popeye.
0: And Popeye is a good guy. Bluto yeah, isn't. is not and he's not treating yeah. he's, he's treating olive oil as an object anyway. It's yes. Popeye comes to the rescue, and there we have it. So, if you're going to rate this movie out of five.
1: You know, I'm going to give full credit to you on this because I was coming into this episode preparing to not give it a very good score. I was going to drop down as low as one because of my wow. because as much as I loved Robin Williams and loved uh, him as my introduction to Popeye as a kid, watching it as an adult just left a bad taste in the mouth. I was like, this really doesn't have the effect it did uh, on me as a kid, and, and I just thought it was so cringy and tacky. But sitting here today talking about it with you again in retrospect and um, all the excellent points you've made and all and all and all the things you, you you've said to really kind of um, to talk about it it's really rekindled my my, my love of it and um and the, and the fun of it and a charm the word you used earlier on is, is bang on it's perfect so I think that's really kind of enkindled this movie to my heart again speaking about it today so I, I have to come up higher than one now I'm going to go in with about at least a three yeah um, wow. That's... I recommend,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah,
1: yeah. you've really enkindled that spirit in me again uh, today and reminded me of why it's such a beloved classic um and your in your description of the characters. So full credit to you, Luke. that's that's three out of five.
0: I'm really, yeah, pleased to hear that you had a, a better time with it. And and it's something that you enjoyed as a kid, and now you found a way to enjoy it as an adult. It's why I like doing this, like going back, you know, with, or even just watching something for the first time and having a conversation, whether it's with you, whether it's with Jay, with Jason on that film due, it's just good to talk about these things and maybe, you know, find something that you didn't realise that you liked or retrospective. Maybe you like it more, like it less. It's just fun to... To talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna like you, I'm gonna come in at a at a three out of five, purely on the basis of I would absolutely recommend this movie. It is a good film. Disney Plus, if you are listening, sort it out, add it to your streaming service, get get it. Get get kids talking about Popeye. Yeah, because again, like when you can't even rent it from Apple Movies, come on, give us Popeye, HD disney plus but it's a, sure, it's, a it's a fun time it's it's a fun time it's um i've never been big into musicals if i'm honest i'm only finding um in recent years i'm able to sit through a musical and find enjoyment and this is not exactly. like even though it's music start to finish it's not like guys and dolls or west side story or anything right. like that but I mean, it is it is a musical
1: Look, usually I hate musicals. Usually I'm not one I'm not one for them, but um you kind of at times, even though it is it's very apparent this is a musical, you kind of forget that it is because it just sort of wraps you up in its whimsy and its charm. And let's not forget, Popeye is a very existential character. There's this there's that scene where he's just thinking to himself, what am I? Who am I? What am I? And then it leads into that song, you know, I am what I am, what I am, and I am, and I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. And he he knows who full well who he is. He's very self-aware, and, and that's apparent as you uh older
0: for the longest time when it came to musicals i would say i like south park bigger longer and uncut and i mm. like team america will police recent years yeah. I've, I've found the appreciation for all the musicals uh, but it, my taste in musicals i think was a bit juvenile for the longest time but yeah, this g-rated I'm movie i'm adding this as well popeye check it out Well, that's it for our episode all about Popeye. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Never
1: a chore. We get to the finish because we eat our spinach.
0: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.